0: No one may should have all that power. 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 Welcome to the Limitless Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Roseland. This podcast will teach you to acquire superhuman mental abilities and hack your reality. In this episode of the Limitless Mindset Podcast, we will be teaching you how to become a master socialite. I'm going to be giving you 12 techniques for having an awesome social life. We will also teach you how to befriend and get friends. Free drinks from the owners of swanky bars, nightclubs, and restaurants. In the Brain Power segment, we will teach you how to eat and drink for brain power while being a socialite. We will finish the podcast up with the badass story about how Jonathan discovered the ultimate cure for a hangover at 12,000 feet. So at this point, our podcast is about three weeks old, and it's been downloaded nearly 2,000 times by people in about 20 different countries. And we've gotten a lot of really positive feedback so far on the show, but today we actually got our first negative review in iTunes for the Limitless Mindset podcast. So uh, we've thought a lot about it, and we're, uh, we're calling it quits uh, thanks a lot, Aaron It's It's been real. Yeah, one negative review. I think it's time to give up, you know, try something new. <laughs> We're just kidding, folks. Uh, and and we, we actually got some really good constructive criticism from iTunes today that we appreciate a whole lot the two points of constructive criticism that we got from a review was that the introductory song was a little bit annoying and that the audio quality of the show was a little bit low so first of all we'd like to address this two pieces of criticism We are planning on changing up the songs that are playing on the podcast periodically so that we can get some variety and so that we can showcase some uh, different artists that we like. So we are definitely going to be changing the intro songs, the outro songs, the different clips that are used throughout the show frequently. And uh, as far as the audio production goes, we're still both new at this, and so we're experimenting with different types of audio production software as well as hardware, different microphones. So throughout the next couple of weeks, we're going to be trying a, a couple of new things. So please give us your feedback. Let us know if what we're doing helps out, if it uh, affects it negatively. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Thanks again for the feedback, positive and negative. This is Jonathan, and today, for better or for worse, you're just going to be having me on this podcast episode. My brother Woody is at the hospital going through a chemo treatment, and he will be back on the show next week. So please, everyone, wish him the best while he's going through his chemo treatment. This week, we're going to be discussing how to be a master Socialite. So as a person who's living a limitless life, it should be your goal to have a very active social life and to be doing social stuff, I'd say at least twice a week. Now, in the movie Limitless, we can see that the main character, once he gets on NZT, is a very social guy. And we can see that his uh, social interactions lead him to a lot of the adventures he has. It leads him to his business opportunity where he becomes a day trader and makes his millions. And it's really the same in real life. There may be some of you that are out there that are wonder that are thinking, well, I really don't want to be a socialite. That's really not something that's very high on my priority list right now. And if you are seeking a limitless lifestyle, it really should be. And I'll give you just a couple of reasons why. First of all, as human beings, social interaction is something that's absolutely necessary to us living a happy, productive life. Second of all, it's really important and really valuable for your business and your career to live a very active social life. It will just open up a lot of different opportunities for you that aren't there. You know, there's a lot of things that you should be doing to be successful in your career business. You should be working hard hard, you should be uh, networking, you should be educating yourself, you should be learning valuable skills, etc. But having an active social life is something that just can't be replaced um, as a beneficial thing in your work and career life. Also, if you're a person that is single, it's absolutely something that you need to stay very active and you know find someone special in your life. So let's dive in now. We have got 13 different techniques and methodologies we're gonna teach you here to being a master socialite. The first is to get invited. So being invited to swanky parties and events is easier in this day and age than than ever before thanks to Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. It's really very simple. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you're fairly active on at least one of the social networks. So what you want to do is do a search within Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you're at, for groups relating to entertainment, nightlife, entrepreneurship, professional networking, and I would say fashion also, if that's something that you're into. Once you are connected to these groups, you're going to start receiving a lot of invites to a bunch of the different kind of events that you're going to want to be at. Now, initially, you may have to pay the minimal cover charge to get into these events. So consider that kind of an investment into your social proof. And as you get to know the organizers organizers of these events better, they will hook you up. Initially, you may not know anyone at these events, which is totally okay. Go with a friend if you have, but if you don't have anyone, be bold and go anyways. How to get on guest list? Because our, our goal here is that we want to have a lot of social proof and be a socialite, and so we want to get on guest list at these events. So the thing to understand that guest list or VIP, as some events are going to call it, is Primarily a tool that event marketers use to get people in the door. So shoot the event marketer a text message, an email, or a social media message asking, Who do I need to sweet talk to get on guest list for this event? And obviously it's them. And in my experience, the vast majority of the time, they're going to be happy to hook you up. I would recommend when you ask for guest list, always ask for at least a plus four on guest list. That way you can invite your friends, who may not be listening to this podcast, so they probably don't know how this system works, and tell them to drop your name at the door. This is an awesome way of increasing your social proof at the event. Now, there are going to be a few instances like New, York, New Year's or Halloween when Guest list is not a marketing tool. And when the door cover is a major revenue center for the event organizers, in this case is just pay the cover to show your support of the event or contact the event organizer about getting involved with the event. More on that below. Life hack number three for being a master socialite is be involved with the event marginally. Now, being the primary coordinator of an event or a party is a major pain in the ass and takes a lot of work. What I would recommend is instead look for events or parties that you can get involved with marginally as a sponsor of some sort, as a host, or as an affiliate promoter. Being involved immediately gives you much higher authority and social proof at the event. When people ask about your involvement, insist that you are no one important. And it's obvious that you are. So this makes you come across as funny, humorous, personable, and genuine. So seriously, that's one of the largest things you can do to drastically increase your social proof without spending a bunch of time or money worrying about coordinating an event, is be involved with it marginally. The next tip is to compliment people publicly. We all have people in our life that we run into at events from time to time. So when you're at an event, look for the qualities and the work and the personalities and the things that you can compliment in other people. And then make sure to do it in front of the group. Because that is going to make you just look like a much more gracious individual. Next tip is... To kiss women's hands. And this is something really not probably appropriate in a business environment. Well, depending upon which business you're in. But if you're a guy and you're out at an event and everyone's being social and friendly, when you meet women, don't just give them a a handshake like you would a man. Go and take their hand, shake their hand, but then cup There, use your other hand. So you're going to shake with your right hand and then you're going to cup their other hand with your left hand. And then when you after, as you shake their hand, lift their hand up and kiss the back of your hand. Kind of the way that imagine like uh, Humphrey Bogart or James Bond in an old movie would do. Very few men do this, but it comes across as very bold and charming. And I've been doing this for years. I think I might have gotten slapped once. But other than that, it's been a really great experience, and it makes you stand out as a a bold, friendly, flirtatious person. You might not want to do this if you're married or uh, in a committed relationship, but if you're not, it's a really great move. Next tip to being a master socialite is give everyone a business card. When you give people business cards, this establishes you as someone that, does something important enough that they need to have a business card. And it also uh, keeps the conversation interesting. If you're talking with someone and the conversation is not really going anywhere, give them a business card and you may turn the conversation into an interesting exchange about your profession. And a lot of times you'll even have times that by doing this, you'll open up a business opportunity for yourself. The line that I recommend using when you give someone a business card is hand them the business card and say, here's my business card. I'll trade you if you got one. And a lot of times people won't have one, but if they do, they'll give it to you and then you can see what they do for work. The next tip is look Good. Now, some of you may say that's kind of obvious, but you'd be amazed at when you go out and you're in a social environment, you'd be amazed at how many people Go out without paying any attention to looking good. The reality is that we live in a world where people make a lot of judgments about you based upon the way you look. And this is especially true in the social world. So let's use this to your advantage. Guys, wear a suit. I know suits aren't terribly comfortable, but when you wear a suit, it makes a loud, clear statement, which is, I do things important enough in life that I wear a suit. Unless it's a really swanky high-end function, though, I do not recommend a tie. I recommend leaving the top button of the suit undone, as women find this look very sexy and fashionable. I recommend buying your suits at Express for men, where they run around $300. I bought a suit about four years ago there, and I'm amazed at the amount of compliments that I get on it after all the drinks that have been spilled on it and all the adventures that it's been in over the years. You know, I've also noticed that on eBay and Amazon, there's a number of stores where you can buy really fashionable-looking suits over the internet very inexpensively. So what we'll do, check out the website Limitless Mindset, and we'll actually include some links to a couple places where you can buy some really fashionable looking suits for very inexpensively. Because unless you're just a really wealthy person, it's it's difficult to go out and, you know, spend five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars 1000 dollars on a suit. And a lot of times you can look just as good by picking up something cheap and wearing a suit in social situations really does make you stand out. Okay. Let's talk about ladies in social situations. I recommend a cocktail dress. There is truly no better way to strike the delicate balance between sexy and classy than a cocktail dress. If it's more of a business setting, a lady suit is great. I also recommend getting yourself a small purse when you're going out. Ladies who are out socializing with large purses just look clumsy. And guys have a little a little theory. I don't know if it's grounded in reality or not, but it's certainly something that most guys think, which is that women that have large purses are high-maintenance dramatic women. I don't know if that's actually the case, but that's kind of the common that's kind of the common logic that guys have about women and large purses. So pick up a sexy little purse that you can put your stuff in when you are going out. The next thing we'd like to discuss is talking about what you do The mark of a master socialite is someone who can hold an engaging conversation without telling people right away what you do for work or business. The trick is to carry on the conversation and hint that you do something important or interesting without revealing exactly what you do or how much money you make. This is how to increase your uh, your social mystery quotient. I guess is the if I'm inventing phrases, let's uh let's use that one. If I'm in a flirtatious conversation, I'm going to be ambiguous yet funny about what I do. I'd say something like what I do is incredibly interesting. I'm very good at and I'm very good at it and I'm passionate about it. If you get me started, I will go all night long. Let's talk about blank. And blank could be something humorous, something funny, something situational. If you're in sales, you might want to joke and say, well, I sell dreams. And then they'll say, well, aren't dreams free? And you can say, well, not mine. I sell the very best ones. You might wanna mention something related to work, but then change the subject. So you're chatting and you'll say, I have a client who does such and such, but then you'll change the subject onto something else. This is what copywriters refer to as a open open looping technique, where you say something that's gonna create a little bit of interest on a particular topic related to yourself, but then you change the subject so you keep people interested in what you're saying. If you're in a professional networking kind of conversation, you should have a well-prepared elevator speech. This is a pitch of what you do in less than 60 seconds, or approximately the duration of an elevator ride. So if someone was gonna ask me what I do for work, I would say, I operate a web development and marketing firm, and we utilize creative online solutions to help our clients accomplish their goals faster and save them money. That's my elevator speech. As you can hear, it takes about 60 seconds to do it. So in a professional environment, you know that's where you don't want to play coy or be flirtatiously ambiguous. And funny, you just want to tell people what you do. So make sure you have a 60-second elevator speech that is prepared. Here's another line I like to use in social situations. I like to say, well, I dabble. So let's say we're talking about website domain names. I would say, well, I dabble in website domain name investment. A lot of times when you're out socializing, you're going to meet someone who is in the same industry as you. So here's the line I like to use in this situation is I'll be at a party and I'll be talking with someone and I'll find out that they do something similar with me. And so we'll be chatting and they'll say, so what do you do? And I already know that they kind of do the same thing as me. So I'll say, well, I compete with you, actually. Now you have to be a little bit humorous as you're doing this. Smile. Make sure it's obvious that you're being funny about it. Uh, but it comes across as making, you know, hey, it's, it's, this is a new friendly competitor. And any person that's good at what they do is always happy to meet a new, uh, a new competitor as long as they're a friendly, nice person. The next method for being a socialite is to swing dance. That's right. You want to swing dance a little bit pretty much any event or party you're going to go to, uh, you're probably gonna have a dance floor or an area that could be uh, used as a dance floor at some point during the night. So liven up the event or party by being the first to hit the dance floor. So you're probably wondering, how do you do this? Do you uh, Are we gonna bump and grind here? Or what, what are we gonna do that's gonna be appropriate and not make me look ridiculous? Well, you wanna swing dance, which is great because swing dancing is fun to watch and it shows you have a little bit of interesting talents. What you want to do is pretty simple. Some music will come on and you'll notice some uh, maybe some members of the opposite sex whose uh, heads are bobbing or whose hips are bobbing a little bit and it looks like they want to dance. So you'll say, hey, do you mind if I teach you a swing dancing move, real quick, from the 1940s? And most of the time they're going to say yes. It's pretty rare that they're going to say no. So then what you're going to do is there's a real simple move where you're going to take both of their hands. So if they have a drink or if they have a object in their hand. They'll probably have to set it down for a moment or hand it to one of their friends for a second. Then you're going to take both of their hands and you're going to sway back and forth a little bit to get into the rhythm because you're swing dancing. And then what you're going to do is you're going to lean in towards their ear a little bit so they can hear you depending upon how loud the music is. And you're going to tell them, okay, here's the move. This hand goes behind your head. And as you say this, tap the back of their hand. Keep in mind, you're holding both of their hands right now. Tap the back of their hand with your thumb. And this is going to be their right hand. Or this is going to be your right hand, their left hand. Say, this he- this hand goes behind your head. Then you're going to tap the back of their other hand and say, this hand goes behind my head. And so now as you're swaying back and forth, you're going to go and take your right hand and you're going to put it behind their head. And at the same time, they're going to take your left hand and put it behind your head. And then what you're going to do is as soon as you do that, you're going to release and you're going to slide your arms along each other until you catch hands and then you're going to twirl them. And it's a really fun move that's super easy to teach a new stranger. It's kind of sexy. It looks great. And it's going to make you the center of attention of whatever event you are at now i realize this is a audio medium and i just described a dance move on it so if that doesn't quite make sense please go to our website limitlessmindset.com backslash podcast html and i will have a short video up showing exactly how to do that move because it's a really fun little move and it's a great way to liven up the party the next Savvy socialite maneuver is to bring gum. A lot of socialite activities, eating, drinking, smoking, etc., make your breath stink. So make sure that to every event you go to, bring a big package of gum. Well, not a, a huge package of gum, but I would always bring a, a new package so you have enough and offer gum to other people. And here's an FYI, little way to save money. If you buy your gum in large packs in the candy aisle of a grocery store, it's about one third of the cost of buying individual packs at the register or at a gas station. So you can uh, save yourself a little bit of money there. What about if you smoke? Because I believe uh, approximately 22% of people out there smoke and even a higher percentage of people smoke when they're out at social events. So here's what you want to do if you smoke is bomb cigarettes from other people. And here's why. I know that sounds a little bit maybe counterintuitive. Smoking is a very social activity and it's actually an awesome icebreaker to bum cigarette to uh, ask other people for, uh, for cigarettes. Now, there's a way to do this so that you come across as an interesting, fun person as opposed to someone that's just a, uh, as opposed to someone that can't afford to buy their own packs, is come up and say, Excuse me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to start. Do you mind if I bum a cigarette from you? Now, this is a hilarious, yet slightly horrific thing to say, because what, what are people always saying about cigarettes? They're always saying, hey, I'm trying to stop. So what you're saying is, hey, I'm trying to start. So when you say this, you're going to come across as funny and you're going to come across as someone that's entertaining. That's uh, your, your social value for making that joke is well worth the, uh, the cost of the, the cigarette. Now, I don't smoke. I used to. I don't I don't recommend it. It's actually terrible for you in a number of ways, but hey, a lot of you are going to smoke while you're socializing. So that's the best way to uh to do it. And you're also going to save yourself a lot of money over buying packs of, packs of cigarettes. You're going to make new friends. So hey, what the heck? I mean, cigarettes are expensive nowadays. I Uh, My friend bought a pack the other day and it was like five bucks. That's here in Denver. It's probably even more expensive other places. So, you know, hey, save yourself five bucks. Make a new friend. If you are going to smoke, that's the way to do it. An important note, make sure you have gum and a drink, drink of water, drink of beer, drink of whatever, after you smoke. That way you cover your uh, your nasty cigarette smokers. Non-smokers find conversations with smokers very unpleasant. So after you have a cigarette and you go back in, make sure you get a drink of water and make sure you have a piece of gum because otherwise you're going to alienate everyone else that you're talking. You run the risk of alienating the other people that you are talking to. The next socialite tip is to propose a toast whenever you can. So when you're with a group of three people or more, propose a toast to celebrate your camaraderie. The ideal time to do this is after something funny has been said or at a high energy moment in the conversation. I personally recommend proposing a toast using the most clever cocktail toast ever and I'm not going to tell you guys what it is you're going to have to google search that and you'll find out it really is the most clever cocktail toast ever and I've gotten so many compliments on it so google that one up and try it out. Next I'd like to describe how to be charismatic. Now we've all heard the expression oh, that person's so charismatic. Or we've all met someone and we've been like, damn, that person has charisma. And there's this myth about charisma that it's like this this nebulous quality that you either have it or you don't. And this is really a fallacy. Anyone can be charismatic. It just takes a little practice and there's some specific techniques that you need to use to have charisma. Charisma. You need to act slightly aloof, but at the same time, show a lot of interest in other people. I'll say that one more time. You need to act slightly aloof and a little bit cocky, but at the same time, show a lot of interest in other people. The world is full of boring people with overinflated egos. If you are also friendly, you come across as one of those rare charismatic people who actually deserve to be a little bit cocky. A master socialite is magnanimous, meaning that people are drawn to them because they feel, they make them feel great. So here's a couple of tips that you can use to make you seem really magnanimous and at the same time, you know, be very confident, uh, you know, be a little bit cocky, and you'll come across as a genuinely charismatic person. First tip, and you're going to hear this a lot in the show, but that's because it's so effective, is to remember and use people's names. The vast majority of people are terrible at this. They're disinterested and they just don't remember or use people's names. So if you can make it a point to use people's names frequently, it really is going to make you stand out as a more genuine person. There's a simple memory association technique called the AV association method. If you're not very good at remembering people's names, it's a real real simple technique that you can use to remember anyone's name in just a few seconds and never forget it. We've got a free video course on our website, LimitlessMindset.com, that takes you through uh, four video modules that will teach you this technique and then also give you a little practice environment so that you can make sure you've got it down. Uh, It's a totally free video course. All you have to do is go to our website and we've got a short little form that you put your name and email address in and then you're taken directly into the course. It only takes about 40 minutes to use the technique. So if you're not very good at remembering people's names, please check that out. The next method of Coming across as very magnanimous is to learn how people know each other. When it's obvious that people are friends, ask how they know each other. And here's my favorite charismatic line to find that out. Is ask, how do you know this character? Especially if the person's being a character, if they're being funny, if they're being uh, a little bit crazy. It's a great line to use because the knowledge of how people are connected will frequently be useful to you later on. Another really great line is to say, tell me something interesting about yourself. And this is a golden line. Everyone has those interesting little things about themselves that they don't get to share nearly as as much as they'd like to. And again, I found that this information will come in very handy later on in the conversation. The next technique, and we're up to technique number 12 for being a master socialite, is to do a group merger and acquisition. So a lot of times you'll be at a party and you will be circulating around from group to group of people. You'll make friends with a group of people and then you'll move on to another group of people to make friends with, and then you'll notice that Group number one and group number two are in close physical proximity to each other. So at that point, what you want to do is you want to merge these groups together and you want to introduce all your new friends to each other. So what you want to say is, hey... I see some of my friends over here. Let's do a uh, merger and acquisition of our little circles. And then bring the two groups together and make sure to introduce everyone in the groups by name. And if you can pull this off, this will make you come across as a true social rock star and increase your social proof by about 10,000% at that group. Socialite technique Number 13 is how to befriend and get hookups from the owners of swanky bars and nightclubs and restaurants. A lot of you are probably listening to this episode and thinking, wow, this all sounds great, but I don't know if I can afford to be a socialite. Well, the good news is that there's a couple of real simple things that you can do to save you a whole lot of money. Knowing the owner of a venue drastically increases your social proof. And in my experience, most venue owners are very easy to meet and establish a friendly rapport with. And here's the real simple method for doing it. Find a bar or venue or restaurant that is a nice higher-end type place, the kind of place that you would like to be seen at, the kind of place that you would like to be able to invite your friends to and get hookups at and figure out when during the week this place is having their happy hour specials going on. Go to an early happy hour. Try to show up at the happy hour at five o'clock or six o'clock if you can before they get a big crowd in the venue. When you go, make sure that you dress very, very well and inevitably, you're going to get very good service because you're one of the few people in there, they're not very busy, and you're going to be dressed really well. Make sure that you're also really friendly and sociable with the staff at the same time. If you go alone, that's fine too. When this happens, after you're done finishing up your drink or your appetizer or whatever you had there early in your happy hour, ask to see the owner or the manager. Again, I'd recommend a happy hour early happy hour on the weekends. Most of the time, this person will be in. If they're not, just ask when they are and then come back, do the same thing when they are. When the owner comes over, let them know that you experienced great service. Be like, hey, your bartender Chris here did a really excellent job. I appreciate this. I will be back. And then make sure that you give the owner your business card. Use the line we recommended earlier, say, hey, here's my business card. I'll trade you if you got one. Usually they will. And then let the owner know as you leave that you will be writing them a good review on yelp.com or on Google Local. And this is golden to the ears of venue owners. A five-star review of their restaurant or establishment on these popular websites is worth a lot to these kind of people. So they're really, really going to appreciate this. Then go home and actually write it, or better yet, do it right there. If you have a smartphone that has a uh, a Google app or a Yelp app, which pretty much all of them I think now do, do it right there and just show it to them. And they will really, really appreciate that. Next time you show up at their venue, they will be tripping over themselves to give you great service and free drinks on the house. So now that you know people and have a hookup at a swanky joint, there's a couple of things I'm going to recommend to maintain and maximize the benefits of this relationship. Chances are good that this venue has a Facebook or Twitter page. So go follow it so that you can stay updated on the events that they have going on. If the owner or the manager of the venue seems friendly and you get their name, shoot them a friend request on Facebook or shoot them a follow on Twitter to stay in touch. These types of business people usually live very public lives. So you can usually learn a few interesting details like where they're traveling, what their interests are, music, television, etc., that if brought up later are going to do a great job of deepening the relationships. Social media really is a big part of the whole bar, restaurant marketing these days. So don't underestimate the value to a venue owner of you spreading positive messages online about their spot. Again, go early. The management and ownership of a venue notice and value the people that show up early to their venue a whole lot more. If the venue owner introduces you to anyone, for God's sake, remember their name. There's uh, plenty of easy mental tricks to remembering names. And this shows the owner that you value the connections they make you and that you deserve to be on the top of the social food chain like them next time the venue has a neat event going on volunteer to be involved marginally as a host or affiliate promoter of the event there's a temptation to announce that you want to throw your own event at their spot i generally avoid this because being the primary coordinator of an, of an event is major brain damage and it's usually not worth my time for how much time it takes. You're better off adding yourself or your group of friends and your marketing message to another event that they already have going on. I would generally turn down compensation for this if it's offered, unless you wanna make a business out of this sort of thing, which is an entirely different subject. We might do an episode on that at some point because that's actually what I used to do for work. I would turn down compensation in lieu of comp drinks or bottle service or comped food for you and your friends. Again, great way to save money. I would recommend coming through uh, at least once in a while and uh, dropping a little bit of coin at the spot before you start asking for guest list hookups or drinks on the house. Generally, I would let them offer these things first and they usually will. If you do everything that we've described here, you're gonna be setting yourself up as a socially valuable person and they will usually take the initiative in hooking you up. Now for even more social proof, introduce people to the owner. And again, this is just you're showing the owner that you're someone that adds to the social circles that you're a part of as opposed to someone that takes away from them. Final point, don't get drunk and make an ass of yourself at their spot or go with friends that will. This is a great way of destroying whatever whatever progress you've made. So practice a little bit of self-control, save yourself some money, save yourself some money. Don't get too drunk at a spot that you are uh, trying to establish good social proof for yourself at. A brain power bonus point of a way that you can actually increase your brain power while being a socialite. And it's very simple. What you want to do is when you're out eating with friends, eat food that increases brain power and... You want to drink red wine, which also increases brain power. At some point in the future, we're going to do a complete episode on what are the foods and the drinks and the supplements and things like that that you should be consuming, which are going to increase your brain power the very most. And I've actually written a uh, ebook, uh, an audiobook, and ebook on this subject that I sell for the uh, the whopping price of seventeen dollars on my website that covers this subject. But a great way to be a socialite is to eat food that is going to give you brain power while you're out, and then drink red wine. Now, a lot of people. Red wine is not something that people frequently drink when they are out at social events. Out at social events, you'll see people drinking beer a lot, you'll see them drinking cocktails a lot, but not a whole lot of people drink red wine. So when you order a red wine, and red wine also, it doesn't have to be very expensive at all. It's usually, usually costs the same as or less than a beer. So when you're out, order a red wine. And then as people notice that you ordered a red wine, tell them this. Tell them, did you know that red wine makes you smarter? And they'll laugh because it sounds a little bit funny, but it's actually true. Red wine is very, very high in antioxidants and the phytochemicals that make your brain faster and more effective and make your memory better. And it's actually good for you to drink if you're a woman one glass of red wine a day, one to two a day. And if you're a man, two to three glasses of red wine a day are actually quite good for you. So let people know that while you're out socializing. And you'll come across as a a funny person that has a little bit of sense of humor, but as also a, a high status person that's looking out for the health of their own brain. In the badass story for this episode, I'd like to tell about how I discovered the ultimate cure for a hangover at 12,000 feet. Now, you've probably heard people say before that the ultimate cure for a hangover is... uh. Boy, orange juice, lots of water, Gatorade, a burrito, another beer. People have all sorts of ridiculous theories as to what they think is the ultimate cure for a hangover. Now, these theories are all wrong because I have, in fact, discovered what is the ultimate cure for a hangover. And it is skydiving in sub-zero weather. Once upon a time, after a epic night out with friends of bottle service and shots and debauchery, I woke up. And I had a skydiving trip scheduled that very morning and here in Colorado We have these gorgeous Rocky Mountains that I'm sure you've seen or I'm sure you've heard of them Hopefully you'll get an opportunity in your life to see them because they really are great And so here in Colorado if you want to go skydiving You have to go skydiving by the mountains because the mountains are kind of on the other side of the city from where the airport is And obviously you don't want to skydive in the middle of where planes are taking Off and landing, so I went and drove up to this uh, this cold little town by the mountains, and I went out to go skydiving. And I was really hungover, but at the same time I was completely excited because I wanted to go skydiving. And so I went to the little office they had next to the hangar, and I paid my two hundred dollars. And I expected that I would have a couple hours ahead of me of training and going through drills and, you know, maybe doing the thing where I'm strapped to, you know, something suspended in the ceiling and I'm practicing my techniques for skydiving. I expected it to be a couple hours of training. I'd probably get a little paper certificate when I was done, something like that. But that was not the situation at all. As soon as I paid, they said, "Please go and wait over there and uh, put your stuff in the locker. And the next flight is in 15 minutes." And I was like, "Wait a minute, 15 minutes? I don't know how to skydive. I'm not, you're about to throw me out of an airplane." And they were like, "Yes, we don't actually do any training before your first jump because you're going to be so excited and scared before you do make your first jump that you're going to forget anything that we trade you that we train you." So what you're going to do for your first jump is we're just going to take you up there and strap you to another person and throw you out of the airplane. I was like, wow. All right. So I walked over to the smallest airplane that I would ever been in and me and about 10 other guys literally sardined into this tiny little airplane. And this was the middle of January. In Colorado so it was about I'm gonna say it was about uh, 15 degrees outside and up in the air it was negative uh, it was probably negative 15 16 20 degrees up in the air so the little plane went and climbed up to 12,000 feet and as it was climbing this little airplane was getting blown around in the sky and then we got up to that speed and they opened up the main door on the plane which was also very small it was probably only about 4 or 5 feet and the guys at the back of the plane started jumping out and as soon as they would jump jump out you could hear the frigid air hit them you would hear pew, 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 as they jumped out of the airplane which was a little bit intimidating to someone who had never skydived before and had a raging hangover at the moment. Me and my instructor, we, we walked up and approached the door, and then we fell out of the airplane. And I was hit by, you know, the airplane's traveling about 120 miles an hour, and the, the air is negative 20 degrees out there, so you're, you're literally hit by a wall of frigid air and it was just a incredible unmatched adrenaline rush I would completely recommend it to anyone unless you're just deathly afraid of heights and there's just no way you could ever conceive yourself doing it next time you have 200 bucks sitting around spend it on skydiving because it's well well worth it and that combination of cold air and adrenaline completely vanquished my hangover, unlike any other hangover cure that I've ever tried. And I've tried them all. So next time you're hungover and you have 200 bucks to spend, I'd highly recommend trying out skydiving. Thanks for listening in on this episode. I hope that you will... uh, I hope that you will... Tweet pictures and photos and post photos on our Facebook page of you out being a socialite, having a great time using the socialite techniques we shared in this episode. Thanks again. This is Jonathan Roseland signing off. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at... Info at LimitlessMindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, This show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com mindset.com 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 mindset.com